Justify Prove to be right or reasonable Justification is at the heart of all legal and political argument But at a time when argument itself is slave to appearances It is time to bring back a culture of justification Justify A podcast on law and politics in India From the Vidhi Centre for Legal Policy Hosted by Orgho Sengupta Welcome to season three of Justify and thank you very much for tuning in again. We are back after a slightly longer break than we would have liked thanks to the third wave, but I hope you and all your families are well. And now we are back to hold a series of Addas on critical legal and policy issues of the day. And this year, since we are doing it right in the aftermath of some very eventful state elections, we are going to be discussing legal issues from Uttar Pradesh, Punjab and Goa not all of which made the electoral cut. So let's dive straight in to season three of Justify. State elections have always been scrappy battles in India, usually pitting a commanding regional party against a more well-organized and older national party. It's now established wisdom that people vote very differently for their chief minister than they would for the prime minister. But is it personality alone? that drives elections, apart from, of course, the traditional cocktail of caste and clan. What about the key development and social issues in the state that matter? And surely for a democracy where governments are voted in to pass laws that would make lives of citizens easier, surely the lawmaking record of state governments should also matter, maybe a little bit. Punjab went to the polls on the 20th of February this year. It promises to be a three-way contest with the incumbent Congress, the resurgent AAP, and a newly minted captain with the BJP as the 12th man. So what did captain and the Congress do in its last five years when it comes to major legislation? Let's have a look. It passed 36 acts, which are now in effect. Many notable laws have been passed to ensure ease of living of citizens as well as ease of doing business. Its actual implementation record, though, is still unknown. This is not a comment that they have not implemented it. It's just that we don't know what's happening. So some examples, the Punjab Transparency and Accountability in Delivery of Public Service Act and Transparency in Public Procurement Act both look at providing better public services through processes that have integrity. Then there is the rather interesting, the Punjab Right to Business Act, it almost sounds libertarian, to provide for ease of doing business for micro, small and medium enterprises in the state of Punjab, setting up self-declaration mechanisms, media clearances, exemptions, particularly from inspections to operate in the state of Punjab. Punjab. There's also the rather interestingly named the Punjab Anti-Red Tape Act 2021 to eliminate red tape and promote effective administration, particularly in G2B and G2C services. Now, that's actually a range of very interesting legislation, but not everything is unicorns and rainbows. In 2017, in a dramatic speech, Captain Amrinder Singh had declared, and I quote, I will break the backbone of drug addiction in four weeks, unquote. Not only has the backbone not been broken, it seems to have developed a spine in the last five years. A study by the Vidhi Center for Legal Policy in 2018 had shown that Punjab continuously recorded the highest number of cases anywhere in India under the NDPS Act, the legislation that criminalizes drug use and trafficking. The number was as high as 42.3% of all cases in India in 2013 came from Punjab. So that basically means four out of every 10 drug cases in India were in Punjab. 
this as the study showed was wiping out a full generation of young punjabis because 71.4% per of persons who were convicted were in the 20 to 40 age group so that was like a real generation being wiped out because of the drug problem there were also very few rehabilitation centers to rehabilitate these addicts moga district which had 625 cases had no government centers and a handful of private facilities and uh, several other districts like Pathan Court as in had 10 government centers, no private facilities. Amritsar did better, it had 60 centers, but it also had some 2400 odd cases. So it's a large number of cases. Clearly the demand for rehabilitation centers far exceeded the supply. It's no surprise that a 2022 study by PGI showed that over 3 million people amounting to 15.4% of the population in Punjab are consuming some kind of drug. So to tackle this issue, the state government has been flirting with the idea of several legislations, including the CADA, the Comprehensive Action Against Drug Abuse. It is aimed to set up a holistic program for de-addiction. But with the internal political upheaval in the state, these bills have taken the back seat. Will they come back? And how does the NDPS Act operate on the ground in Punjab? Is it time to replace it with a law that is more effective and treats addicts as addicts and not as convicts? To discuss these issues today, we have Animesh Sharma, a leading lawyer practicing before the Punjab and Haryana High Court and a close friend, and Neha Singhal, who's the lead of the criminal justice team at Vidhi and one of India's foremost experts on drug regulation, who has also authored the study, another close friend. So it's between three friends good today. Good evening, uh, thanks good very good much, Animesh, and Neha, for joining me today. Good evening, very good Raja. to good be to here. Be Thank here. You. Hi, Neha. Hi, Arish. So, Neha, I'm going to start with you since you did this uh, first study on, on, on the drug situation in Punjab. Five years after Aprinder Singh's uh, grand statement that he's going to break the backbone of drugs in Punjab, Punjab is still finding it a struggle to end the drug menace. And even this year in the run-up to the elections, we've heard a, a, a lot of stories about drugs, particularly with Vikram Singh Majithia being caught in a drugs case. Uh, why are drugs so widely popular in Punjab? Uh, Punjab has a uh, Punjab is a unique state in its geographical position where it is placed geographically. It has it uh, being a border state from Pakistan and it's a route into it's a route of heroin into India. Uh, uh, drugs come from Afghanistan. Heroin comes from Afghanistan to Pakistan to um, Amritsar, Tarantaran, Gurdaspur, etc. These border districts. So it, drugs are very easily available. Heroin is very easily available in these border districts, districts for that reason. It also shares a border with Rajasthan, which makes opium very easily available. It also shares a, a border with Himachal, which makes cannabis easily available. So it, it, it shares a border with three drug transporting or producing states, which makes it geographically prime for drug consumption. Also, um, post the Green Revolution, where Punjab prospered as a state, it has also seen a decline in industrialization. The youth is largely unemployed. They don't wish to work in the state itself. They wish to leave the country and work wherever else, but they don't wish to work while they're in the state. So that means there's a large population of unemployed but well-to-do youth, and they resort to drug use. The drug use, though, hasn't stayed in well-to-do populations. It has trickled down to everybody. And um, it's, it's, I think now it has become such a habit. And because it is so widely used, it is so widely available, that even between peers, between people, there are people of school-going people, college-going people, find it very easy to access drugs. It has just become a rampant epidemic in the state. 
so so anish tell us you you uh, live in chandigarh you practice in the punjab and haryana high court uh, neha just pointed this painted this very bleak picture uh, about drugs in punjab and this is exactly what the ndps act was supposed to curb as in with heavy penalties uh, to ensure deterrence not only for traffickers but also for small use and consumers so what's going wrong as in is the act failing so i'll tell you what is happening in the courts for example the pendency of ndps cases in the punjab and haryana high court in the last several years has just increased many folds in fact there was a recent judgment out in 2022 hopinder singh versus ncb in which the high court was talking about um how suspension of sentence which is essentially bail after conviction uh should work in ndps cases uh, and looking at it point of view of article 21 and the case looked at cases that are pending in the high court from 2013 to 2021 and the figures are quite staggering so if you see from 2013 to 2021 the number of cases which were pending before the division benches of the punjab and haryana high court uh the high court only decided in 9 years from 2013 to 21 a total of 129 cases that is the dbs that is essentially less than 14 cases a year um and the single benches in which were case in which the quantity of drug is perhaps smaller the total number of cases that were decided were a 1925 cases whereas in the same time the number of cases that were filed before the division benches were about 1080 cases and before the single benches the number of cases that were filed were 14827 so 14800 filed and only 1900 disposed of so that's so, so approximately yes yes yeah. about approximately 16000 so cases a year that's getting added on 1000 mm-hmm. cases in a year that's added added on so certainly uh, as far as the pendency of ndps cases is concerned in courts it is only increasing um, and uh, as far as uh, what also happens in courts in ndps cases is that uh, when people approach the courts for bails especially in uh, cases where quantities a uh, commercial quantity which is uh, as defined under the act a high level of quantity uh, in most cases the chances of getting bail are almost nil because the high court will not grant case not not grant bail and uh, there is essentially a bar in the act as well to grant bail uh, and uh, then the cases are also not being decided because appeals are pending for several years so as a result the number of under trials uh, in uh, under trials as well as people who are convicted and whose appeals are pending in courts keeps increasing over over the last several so this years. is this animesh is a is a familiar story right as in you take any legislation in india uh, and you see that there is significant degrees of delay and pendency uh, for most legislation okay and for particularly for poorer clients and victims um, delays are an endemic feature hmm. but it would seem to me from the perspective of a potential drug user hmm. that the fact that i will be caught in a justice system that is so slow means that my life is going to be essentially ruined so in some sense a slow justice system could also very counterintuitively 
be a bigger deterrent, right? Because you know that you can't get out of this once you're But, trapped. You're trapped. Olgo, you speak of uh, users. Animesh is speaking of traffickers. So, user is likely to be caught with a small with small quantity of drugs. That's what the law assumes in any case. It is making a distinction between a user and a trafficker. And this uh, the suspension of sentence that uh, Animesh spoke of, or remission of sentence. This is not allowed for people caught with commercial quantities of drugs. This will not apply to a user. And in my, in, I, as I would understand, users are not likely. To to be the ones filing for bail or filing appeals in uh, high courts these are likely to be people caught with commercial quantities so traffickers or peddlers or mules but not users yes essentially for for bails as far as bails are concerned for people who are caught with small quantities or even intermediate or what is known as non commercial quantities hmm. bails are much easier suspension yes. is also much easier than for people who are caught for commercial quantities commercial quantity. because the act of course the act presupposes that no matter what quantity you've uh, been caught with you are guilty of a crime but uh, the distinction of uh, small and commercial clearly is for the reason that if you are caught for commercial quantity then you are considered a trafficker and then in that situation the act will certainly preclude the act also uh, does makes not it, yeah. makes it much harder for you to get bail and uh, so let's take these two separately of users and traffickers okay so let's start with users because what one of the reasons as to why punjab is such a unique case is because of the large percentage of its population mm. as in which is seems to be on the basis consuming. of data, consuming drugs okay yes. so let's take the users first neha in your research in punjab where did you find the ndps act failing because we can clearly say that the act is failing because it is an inadequate deterrent preventing people from using drugs because the thought was that make it a crime and so people will not do it but people are still doing it and well, they doing it more and more so where is the act failing in punjab i think the act in its conceptualization is a failed attempt so it is going to fail at every juncture uh, just the idea that one can deter drug use is a is a is a fail it's a problematic thought because one can't anybody who wants to experiment in drug use will um what if one had to do this seriously one would just have to curb supply which i don't think the ndps act has been able to do in any part of the country forget just so let's 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 keep the supply and the trafficking stuff aside for a moment so as far as use you're saying that if someone wants to experiment with drug use they'll do it anyway irrespective yes, of whether it's right so is it your point that the ndps act then is failing in the whole country it just seems like it's failing more in punjab because more people are using it in punjab but it's failing in the whole country absolutely absolutely it is failing in the entire country there is no doubt about it because um the act as it in its conceptualization itself fails when it think when it looks at drug consumption as an offense that itself is a it's it's a flawed it's a flawed idea so it is likely the, to fail like the jurisprudence jurisprudence question here would be then how much should the state uh, go Intervene. how much should interfere in, in criminalizing vices right like it's like a vice so yes. whereas trafficking is is not just a vice it's a it's a organized criminal activity Correct. but for somebody who is just using it it's essentially a vice like alcoholism for example tomorrow you can criminalize alcoholism in the country and punjab would probably be very high up in alcoholism <laughs> as well absolutely but so if we want to so let's take that argument so one way we can think about it is this is this kind of leveling down which is that uh, you make uh, alcohol is also an offense because it's a vice you make cigarette smoking an offense because it's a vice and you keep legislating uh, along those lines or you could take the other approach which is to say that you allowed alcohol you allowed cigarette all of which with great safeguards 
so you allow consumption of drugs because at the end of the day it is not other regarding you are doing it to yourself you are harming your own body uh, and there is no reason as to why the state should intervene as long as it remains self regarding so neha what is your sense is would that be yes uh, this a is definitely yeah this is what i am an advocate of decriminalizing any kind of drug use any at all because it is and it is an indulgence it is something a person um, probably if it was decriminalized if we had safe places if we had better regulations people would do it in a more safe manner right now people people uh, experiment with drugs not knowing what their consequences can be what are safe safer drugs to use what are harder drugs to use what safe environment a person should be using them in uh, which just means that more people are putting themselves in harm's way than they would if this was a regulated market not just that it is drugs are highly adulterated a lot of times uh, this emerged from our punjab research as well as bombay uh, research in maharashtra is that people end up getting addicted to substances that they didn't even know existed like if you have if you are if there is a, a bag of weed which is going to be adulterated with shoe polish or with a with benzodiazepines anything else any other substance it's possible that a person might form addiction to the substance that they didn't even know they were consuming so this is a this happens because we are in this prohibition world where everything is prohibited there is no regulation in the market so if we had a more regulated more supervised way of consuming drugs we might have a safe for environment for the user but of course as in to a non sympathetic mind as in this would seem like a heretic suggestion right oh. like you are saying that just because you can't control something you legalize it right so uh, now and and there it seems to me to be interesting that the ndps act also has provisions to move small users into de addiction so it's not as if the ndps act does not envisage what you're saying it does and of course it may call it a crime but the fact is that it envisages that the place for an addict is in a rehabilitation home or a de addiction center now to either of you why does it then seem that these provisions are not being used and why is it that the facilities as neha your study in punjab showed as in are woeful in comparison to the numbers in the population uh, that are affected by the drug uh anivesh why don't you take this given that you're in the state and i'll answer later i think yes yeah, so uh, one reason i think uh, for, uh, provisions like uh, treating uh, uh, users as addicts and sending them to de addiction centers are concerned it's just perhaps uh, a, a lack of knowledge about these provisions that at different levels the act is taken to be a very stringent act so if the approach of a judge is that because you've been caught under this act you're automatically a criminal the judge is then going to view you from that standpoint and do you get to see that a lot in your ndps cases that you do yes, you yes, see that judges i have i have an ndps case so oh, this is a drug crime you know i have never crime. even at, even at the level of the high court where uh, judges are supposed to be more knowledgeable and erudite and uh, uh, they've dealt with both uh, several of these cases i have never seen any judge ever send a, a person to a de addiction center Yes. That's a big that's claim. Ne- that's never that's happened. I've, I've, I've your, never seen it. In your what now? Forty fourteen years of yes, practice. I've never I've never seen that happen. So nobody really looks at it uh, as some as, as an act that is meant to treat addicts and treat them separately from Correct. traffickers. The approach is that because you've been caught under this act, you're automatically a criminal. The act uh, does not uh, have in fact does, because the act does not require mens rea. The mere possession is a crime and not uh, active known possession. so therefore you're a criminal and the act and treats you like that and that's how the judges treat you as well so that's certainly one reason why 
users are also uh, uh, criminalized under the act and uh, then the act fails in that regard and also as far as the question is of uh, you know uh, uh, not criminalizing something just because uh, there is rampant use uh, shivratri just passed here and all across haryana because it's a, it's a, in, in punjab because it's a big big hindu, hindu festival you see uh, uh, ascetics who are constantly on on uh, cannabis, cannabis drugs, consumption right drugs, and it's yeah. absolutely normal it's in fact regular people people who are from the, um, the the not the very rich people but ordinary people will consider this as something which must be done on uh, a, a yeah, because at the end of the day shivji himself was well, yes, so the drug is of course i mean it's because the, here it's an accepted it's practice a culture it's, it's a, a society yeah, the society accepts it as something very normal so people so i have there there you know you, you have stalls on the roads of people selling uh, pakoras that are made out of Bang, cannabis right? or bhang yeah so that it's absolutely normal it's at the society so how does that normal. happen bhang is that bhang exempted from the act yes uh, it is it is it's exempted bhang is yeah in the definition of uh, cannabis there is an exception uh, created for bhang for the leaves i think the way the section has been defined okay so uh, animesh is saying something very interesting because the fact is that there is the impression that is created that this ndp is a draconian legislation and stuff on crime and so you must uh, be stringent uh, so neha as in given the fact that these provisions exist for mm-hmm. moving to de addiction what in your sense is uh, is preventing uh, i think so you know uh, uh, animesh touched upon something very relevant it's this law is meant to be deterrent it is meant to be focused on penalties and penalizing people um the one section that deals with de addiction uh, which ha- creates a provision for de addiction centers section 71 of the act um has a it, the section starts with the word may it doesn't have a shall they said the state governments are not required to create centers they may create them but the the government is certainly and the police is certainly required to arrest people they find using drugs uh, judges have no because there is mandate there is a mandatory minimum for commercial quantities of drugs judges don't have the discretion to award people lower sentences even if they think these people are meriting of lower sentences sentences so there are a lot of mandates in the law but there is no mandate when it comes to de addiction centers and the states have taken that the lack of mandate seriously they have not bothered to create centers and de addiction especially in a state like punjab de addiction centers are a great way of making money. Money. so there are a lot of centers private centers which uh, charge anywhere from 10 to 15 to 20000 rupees a day um they they provide suboptimal services because uh, the service they are unregulated they are largely unregulated they are largely unregulated they are I, i think punjab is coming out with rules now around the addiction centers but the from the research that we did at that time these were unregulated centers they had uh, there was a lot of abuse happening in these centers because obviously addicts are not easy to deal with and you don't have properly trained service providers so um it's the lack of focus on the de- addiction rehabilitation in the law in the state's imagination which is leading to an actual impact on the ground where it's just not taken seriously yeah and i think that's uh, both of you are making a very valid point that even the imagination of those who are working the law whether it be the policemen police women and the judges as in this person in front of you is a criminal then the person will be dealt with as a criminal mm-hmm. and not be shown any leniency or sympathy uh, whereas as your research shows neha the person is just like a patient as in he or she is an addict they Absolutely. need help they need help they need rehabilitation and obviously and this is i'm assuming just common sensically if they are going to be put in prison 
with 100 other addicts, then that addiction is only going to get worse because they're not going to get treated. I just want to add a little bit to this that it's, I think, from what I've spoken to judges, uh, Animesh largely deals with high court judges. So um, at least the trial court judges, magistrates, sessions court judges do see, when they see an addict in front of them, it's actually very hard to have, to be stone cold around them because it's, you're, you're seeing misery play out in front of you. But a lot of times these judges don't have the discretion of sending them to the addiction centers because the law is very particular in who one can send to the addiction centers, even if one wanted to. It's going to be anybody caught with small quantities of drugs. Small quantities of drugs are very narrowly defined. They might not, a person that has been arrested might not be arrested with just small quantity of drugs, but might still be an addict. But the judge is helpless. They can't do anything about this. What they can do is wherever wherever there is imprisonment or fine available, they might give them, they might just impose a fine on them and not send them to prison. And that's that the is best. only when the matter gets to trial. As an, as that's only says, when the matter gets to trial. Yeah, yeah, he could have been an under trial all this while, but that's the most kindness a judge can extend, even if they wanted to, to the so uh, we're creating a situation which is right, which is right for unkindness. Kindness just doesn't exist within the system. We haven't created a we haven't created a system in which kindness could be possible. But Arimesh, does this mean that if uh, the point that you made about pendency just flowing from that, does it mean that the key stage in courts regarding the NDPS Act is the stage of bail, because? trial is going to take a long time or even in appeal, the actual hearing of the appeal is going to take a long time. So it's really everything coming down to bail, which is a question of discretion. And because this person is seen as a criminal, the discretion is inevitably exercised, not in their favor. So certainly, so bail is certainly important as far as small quantities are concerned or even intermediate quantities are are concerned. Uh, For those cases, bails are not very difficult to get. Small quantities, courts will certainly grant bail. But as far as commercial quantities are, are commercial quantities concerned, it's very, very hard to get bail because the piece, the, the supposition is that you are a trafficker of, of drugs. And in that case, uh, even in that case, because appeals take you know years, in most cases, decades to be decided. Uh, and the guidelines that are now laid down are that if you've spent a minimum number of years inside prison, uh, because only because your case, your appeal is not likely to be heard in the next several years, you are entitled to get bail. So even for a trafficker, then from the other point of view, a trafficker will possibly want to get bail out because even his appeal is not going to be decided in the next several years. So then mm-hmm. uh, if you're out in bail, bail becomes a very important uh, uh, aspect of aspect this. Of yeah, so I think this is something that's commonly emerging from all work around the judicial system, that it's a, it's a, it's a system that's broken. And where we are talking about things like putting, giving someone bail because their appeal is not likely to be heard. Okay, so, and these are all situations where we are trying to deal with a broken system by applying some band-aids in particular cases. And which is why actually the people just don't have faith in the justice system. And that works both ways. As in one is that people continue to do whatever they want to uh, as if the law didn't exist. Uh, And on the other side, sometimes people, as we have seen with kinds of vigilante justice that have been on the rise, people do take the law into their own hands and people support other people taking law into their own hands, like the encounter killing of those four alleged rapists uh, of the girls in Hyderabad. And there was a widespread celebration in the country. Uh, But I'm digressing. If uh, coming back to this point about Punjab, let's take about, let's look at what the Punjab government has done in the last five years, particularly staying with the theme of users. 
So a few initiatives have been taken by the government. There is the buddy program, which is based on early identification uh, of potential users through peers. There is a drug abuse prevention officers program based on knowledge dissemination, identification of users, at-risk sections, providing them with support. So the Punjab government does seem to be doing something. There was also the CADA bill, which is a comprehensive bill that deals with drugs as a public health issue uh, rather than uh, a criminal issue or the usage of drugs. So Neha, what do you think of these measures that seek to prevent addiction as a policy response in tandem with the operation of the NDPS Act, which criminalizes drug addiction? NDPS is a national is a central act. Uh, it criminalizes addiction, and there is so states wherever they are trying to fight addiction or trying to be kinder to users, they're trying to do it with whatever ad hoc measures they can adopt for the state. Uh, the buddy program is largely um, it largely exists in schools uh, where a school where you know a, a, a child or a, a, a student is um, is assigned the role of a buddy, and he is supposed to uh, identify or look out for uh, early signs of addiction amongst his uh, classmates. Uh, DAPO is a community program, again, meant for um, encouraging people to choose the addiction services. Punjab has been very proud of both of these programs, and they talk about how many buddy programs they have started and how many buddies they have um, enlisted and how many DAPOs they have enlisted. This is both, um, uh, this is also a volunteer program, as uh, DAPO is also a volunteer program, and they're very proud of how many people they have on it. But um, it hasn't been very effective. They're using these numbers to say that they are very enthusiastic, but there is very little in terms of consequence because one, drugs continue to be very easily available. Two, drugs continue to be criminalized. Um, what research told me was that uh, in a lot of these pop-up de addiction centers, uh, when the police is hard pressed to get arrests, they just hang around these de addiction centers um, and they arrest people en masse. Uh, right, like they just they arrest people on mass around the de addiction centers because they need to get their numbers high. So these are also places, uh, despite despite the uh, despite these uh, provisions existing, as long as there is criminalization in the law, as long as there is police that can pick up people at no at at any given time for drug use, and when there are these centers and they know that there are going to be addicts around these centers, and these addicts can fill up jail numbers, it's easy to show arrests these programs are going to do nothing because the police still has the power it has to criminalize and to arrest. Um, so ultimately, uh, I think what you're pointing to is that, and which is a kind of running theme through this conversation, is that we need to change mindsets. Okay? And we need to change mindsets because until and unless mindsets change, the law will not change. And if the law doesn't change, then the buddy program, despite the best of intentions, will only go that far. So Animesh, since you're on the ground in in job, you see these cases on a regular basis, you handle some of them. Uh, in your view, as in, is the NDPS Act working or should we look at alternative legislative frameworks, not just executive programs like the Buddy program? Um, I, I think as Neha said, the NDPS Act, as far as drug users are concerned, it is not working because the approach is certainly not right. As far as drug traffic, trafficking is concerned, um, I think the, the provisions are stringent. In fact, the act also has provisions like the death penalty for repeat offenses, offenders. Uh, but as far as uh, trafficking is concerned, um, the reason why it is not working perhaps is in Punjab, at least there's also a sense that uh, the entire system 
is not really trying to prevent trafficking because mm-hmm. the sense is that politicians are involved sense is police is certainly involved um, you know they are they are for example uh, as you just started off mr majid against mr majithia there was an fir recently against uh, mr khaira who is another prominent politician jagdish singh bhola who was an international wrestler and politician and dsp was convicted under the ndps act a few years ago uh, so there is certainly a sense that uh, the entire system is not really trying to prevent trafficking they they do catch traffickers but uh, on the ground uh, people who are suffering from the problem families who are, who are suffering uh, from the problem also feel that uh, uh, the real kingpins are not being caught so uh, yes uh, from the point of trafficking uh, there is uh, and of course as, as we looked at the pendency of cases that shows that really the cases are pending for several years and not being decided so um, yes uh, there is certainly failure on uh, of the ndps act on both fronts on criminalizing users as far as uh, small quantities concerned and as far as trafficking is concerned not being effective enough um uh, one of the things that the punjab government had also tried to do recently i think last year was they had tried to incentivize information rewards were introduced for people who were giving information and rewards were based on the amount of drugs that were then subsequently caught or recovered but it not, hasn't really translated i think to uh, real results on the grounds and which is also why in every election and certainly in this election um, ndps is a big issue it's it's a huge issue every government every every political party comes and says that their main aim and their one of the main agendas of the next government will be to eradicate uh, yeah. ndps from the state eradicate ndps act from the state not not the act eradicate drug, 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 drug use yes drug yeah use. so i think that that actually is a is is, a, is an interesting point because of course it came into the public imagination as in through urta punjab as in yeah. don't disrespect to neha study which was great but i think mm. urta punjab was a bit this more yeah uh, then uh, then then neha study uh, but uh, the point is that of course as i see even in the run up to these polls every political party makes the same claim the Am- amrinder singh made this claim in 2017 saying that he would break the backbone of of drugs uh, it doesn't happen because it seems like there is no plan as to how it can happen and so neha we've we've discussed that what we need to do with users is quite clear mm-hmm. that we need to send them to de addiction centers we have to invest in de addiction centers and make sure that these people are treated but what do we do with traffickers is the ndps act good enough or do you think that some reform is necessary there as well the law there is no legislative reform that will help um what animesh said what you spoke of uh, majithia prominent other states people who have been caught or who have been at least accused of being traffickers if if you're going to have people in in the state government or people who are prominent uh, who have prominent positions in the government being traffickers you know that there is no political actual political will there is no state will to curb trafficking so um, you can make a law as stringent or as well thought out as you'd like but if there is no will to execute the law there is very little one can do in addition um, while animesh is speaking i remember this one incident where some family member of an of a person who had been arrested for trafficking told me that um, they actually saw drug peddling and trafficking as a viable employment option they just didn't have employment uh, opportunities in punjab 
एंड जैसे ये कबूतरबाजी करता बाहर जाता कम से कम एटलीस्ट जेल में हम इनसे मिल पाते हैं लेकिन एटलीस्ट मीट हम इनसे जेल ही इज़ हियर राइट हियर इज़ नॉट लेफ्ट द कंट्री एंड लेफ्ट द लाइफ्स सो इफ यू आर गोइंग टू बी इफ इट्स इन अ स्टेट व्हिच इज ग्रैपलिंग विद एडिक्शन ग्रैपलिंग विद अनएम्प्लॉयमेंट ग्रैपलिंग विद पीपल लुकिंग एट एट ड्रग ट्रेड बीइंग अ वायबल means of earning money and a state which is actively participating in drug trafficking uh, no law will fix this which is which is also why i think uh, decriminalizing usage and even perhaps legalizing some level of drug usage will help the state in control. Uh, in to take control of the entire problem because you know you have more information than at your hands you have more data people who are using drugs are in your system uh you are getting because you are legalizing usage of some drugs you are getting more funds to perhaps uh get better facilities to deal with other serious drugs which uh, uh are considered to be more dangerous and you can you can then set up better facilities so legalizing some form of drug as is happening in several several countries across the world right now is a viable option to even deal with the more harder more serious drugs uh and of course decriminalizing is a first step and then legalizing is something which the state can consider to even deal with the other larger problem even with trafficking yes and particularly yes. with trafficking because as we've seen yes. as in right from the us itself one of the reasons why trafficking became a multi billion dollar industry is because it is it went underground right punjab yes. punjab for example is uh, uh, another in the election issue is that punjab is, is is a bankrupt state they don't have money mm. because yeah. uh, you know, all in fact all larger industries are supposed to be again cartelized right uh, mining is cartelized uh, uh, transport is cartelized alcohol excise is cartelized so 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 if the state can uh, legalize some kind of drug use and that can get in some funds uh, that money can be put to good use to check trafficking but adivesh here's a here's a question for you and this is we have to come close to the end of this conversation but you said that this is a poll issue the ndps act eradication of drugs is a major poll issue because obviously 71.4% of the population is affected in some way or the other then or whatever of 20, the age group of 21 to 40 is affected then certainly it has to be a poll issue but it seems to me that every party seems to be saying the same thing like really eradicate drugs okay and and okay no one can oppose that but everyone no one can say i don't want to eradicate drugs but it seems also that there is a, a complete dearth of ideas in terms of how to do it and uh, there doesn't seem to be any difference except making these uh, you know state macho statements that uh, we will eradicate it okay and uh, given the fact that any charge of any claim that we want to legalize or decriminalize often goes against this view that we want to be tough on crime okay like and this is a kind of general stereotype that's there and it's true in the government of india and in most state governments that we want to be tough on crime okay and so how, how do you see this as a real electoral issue because one there is no difference between what the various parties are saying so people can't choose one party over another on what they are saying on drugs yes. and two is that when it actually comes to decriminalizing or legalizing it goes against this stereotype that everyone wants to be seen as tough and if i may to be if i may use a stereotype as in punjabis are seen as definitionally tough okay so so how is how is this actually going to play out yes. is decriminalization even so you're right so certainly when when all these political parties are making statements the effect that they will eradicate the drug problem in punjab they're not talking about decriminalizing it or they're not talking yeah. about legalizing their idea is that they will use police force and power 
to stamp down on traffickers that's that's what abhinder also said 5 years ago that he will eradicate it by arresting more people and uh, just uh, trying to clamp down on the problem and this is what now the aam aadmi party is also saying uh, the bjp is also linked it to be a, a, a with drug coming from pakistan as a national threat sort of issue as well mm-hmm. so their approach is not uh, uh, legislative or not thinking out of the box but certainly as you said to just uh, use more force and um, more police force as well as arresting more people to show that they have the numbers and therefore uh, uh, try to claim that they have made a difference and that is not uh, the long term solution at all you are not going to eradicate the problem you nobody can come and arrest they can check the entire system in the in a few months by saying that they were arrested everybody is concerned especially if the uh the system is uh, uh, strongly cartelized already if strong people are already in the system and uh, that's the that's yeah. also so one, one, one of the reasons happen and do even yes. if it did happen yes. the fact is that it would it's never a reality because you can't put 71.4% of your population yeah. in yes. prison and no you're not you, you're not thinking you're not thinking of solving the problem from the point of view of uh, uh legalizing uh, yeah. some drug users or decriminalizing users or trying to uh find more ways to uh take addicts out of the system that's not that's not what the claim really is because you have to as you said you have to sound strong you have to make it an issue that you will just clamp down on the problem and that's what these political parties are doing right now and the last question is that do you think that if some political party came out and said that we are going to decriminalize drugs uh drug usage but a small usage how do you think the people of the state who are obviously affected by this because every member of some family or the other as in has 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 some drug related problem not every member that may be an overstatement but most many families would have that how do you think a proposal for decriminalization would be taken you know, would, it it may you... not be as badly uh, received as people think because traditionally for example a lot of uh, the non synthetic drugs are mm-hmm. Truck, truck drivers from example are traditionally known to use some kind of drugs because they are they are going on long drives and they bookie. need to be awake yeah exactly yeah bookie so they they use that regularly so there are lots of drugs which people consider uh, as a part of uh, as, as normal life so, right yeah, real life so it may not be something which is that adversely received or something which will they'll uh, sh- just shoot because it seems like a soft solution to the problem so but but people i don't know if people have tried it as such but i think it should be something with the, the the state government should consider i think this is an idea that we can leave with all political parties which are looking to be innovative particularly in punjab that do try putting decriminalization of some small drugs at least on your manifesto all it will mean is that you're not making a promise to put 40 lakh farmers who are using odd amounts of poppy husk and 30 lakh truck drivers who are taking a little bit of drugs because they are they are driving on lights you're just promising that you're not going to put them in prison maybe you know what it will help you win more votes than lose some so we have to stop it here it's been a really engrossing conversation uh, the results uh, in the elections we'll see what happens i don't think drugs is a bellwether issue because everyone's saying the same things mm-hmm. but i hope that whichever government is elected does take a close hard look that the current approach of treating an addict as a convict in neha's words has not worked and we need to treat an addict as an addict, as an addict. As someone who needs help thank you very much neha animesh for this really engrossing conversation and to all your listeners hope you enjoyed this and look forward to seeing you again bye bye
It's time for this week's clatter question, our legal quiz, which is slightly harder than clat. So here goes. What is the connection between section 54 of the NDPS Act, that's the act we were talking about through the course of this episode, and the construction of a reservoir leading to the flooding of a coal mine? This may be a question that's easier for the lawyers out there, but we thought we'll start with an easy one. Please write in with your answers to justify at vidilegalpolicy.in and all right answers stand a chance to win a very exciting gift. Thank you for tuning in today. As with every episode in the last season, we end this one with a song. And if it's going to be about drugs in Punjab, it's really got to be about Urta Punjab. So thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, follow us on Twitter at Vidhi underscore India for regular updates. We are on SoundCloud and Spotify as Vidhi Center for Legal Policies podcast. You can also listen to us on Google Podcasts or iTunes. Email us at justify at vidhilegalpolicy.in to share your comments and feedback on this episode. <laughs>